Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. I am a Christian banker. I am a Christian teacher. I am a Christian businessman. I am a Christian lawyer. I am a Christian coach. Everyone likes to point out the tribe in which they belong. However, today we live in a world that is no longer a world of Christendom. It is a world that has retreated to paganism. The mainstream does not hold the virtues of Christianity in any high form. The moral has been replaced by the biological, and men seem only to do what seems right in their own eyes. In the book of Hebrews, we read, You need endurance to do the will of God and receive what he has promised. My just one shall live by faith, and if he draws back, I take no pleasure in him. We are not among those who draw back and perish, but among those who have faith and will possess life. Therefore, given these circumstances, we embark each morning like a Peter or a Paul, a John, a Barnabas, or a James, while they were still saints in the making. Let us hold fast to the idea that we ourselves are saints in the making. And like it says in the book of Matthew, the great I am is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And God reminds us, just like he reminded the twelve, Behold, I am sending you forth like sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and simple as doves. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. You know, the Irish like to say some funny things like, Here's to a long life and a merry one, a quick death and an easy one, a pretty girl and an honest one, and a cold pint and another one. But they also share... Great wisdom in their Proverbs. Like this, May the saddest day of your future be no worse than the happiest day of your past. That being said, you know when you begin a journey, you never know how it's going to end, except that it will probably end differently than the vision you had in your mind to begin with. Experience will also tell you that the way it ends has something to do with you, but more with God's providence. However, Since it is always about the journey, wrestling with our own will disappearing and God's will emerging is always a part of that process. Have you ever gotten a tune in your head that you really don't know all the lyrics to? It doesn't keep you from singing in the car, the shower, or when you're alone because you can hum through the verses that you don't know because no one's listening. And then you go looking for the song. Well, Be Thou My Vision is an old Irish hymn that I went looking for. Its origins date back to St. Patrick, when on an Easter Sunday in 433, the local pagan Irish king issued a decree in observation of the pagan Druid festival that prohibited anyone from lighting a flame or a candle. Patrick, refusing to honor such a decree, he stood against the king and the pagan wizards, for God alone. That morning, Patrick climbed to the top of Slain Hill, the tallest peak in the area, and lit a huge fire. As the ancient Irish people woke up, they could all see Patrick's defiance of the king. He could not hide his love for Christ. Patrick wanted to show the world that God's light shines in the darkness of men's deeds, and that God alone deserves praise. Years later, an unknown composer wrote just a melody in honor of Patrick's heroism. He called the melody Slain. The now-forgotten composer named it after the hill where Patrick started the fire burning. Tradition also tells us that an Irish poet from the 6th century named St. Dalian Fergale 
wrote a Gaelic poem entitled Rop Tumo Bailey, translated Be Thou My Vision, in honor of St. Patrick's fire and bold faith. As the years passed, both Slain the Melody and Rop Tumo Bailey the poem fell into obscurity. Their authors, once known, faded away into the mist of time. But 1,500 years later, the forgotten melody and poem both reemerged from their tomb. It was 1905 when Mary Byrne, a 25-year-old university student, discovered a copy of the Gaelic poem and translated it into English. Soon afterward, an Irish woman named Eleanor Hall set the translated words of Mary Hall to the medieval tune of Slain, all in honor of St. Patrick. The hymn, Be Thou My Vision, came to life and appeared in its first hymnal in 1919. The tune and the lyrics were once dead, lost to antiquity. But God has a way of bringing new life to things. Sometimes it begins within us, sometimes with just a simple tune. Like this song that calls us to place God's will in front of our own, boldly, like the saint of Ireland. I wonder what Mary Byrne was looking for on her journey when she discovered this 14th century copy of Raptumo Bailey whispering to her. Like that fire on Slain Hill, let us proclaim on the housetops this whisper. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me save that thou art. Thou my best thought, by day or by night, waking or sleeping, thy presence, my light. Be Thou My Vision can remind us that all things are possible. Our journeys can be won if we place God's will on the highest peak of our lives, like St. Patrick did on Slain Hill. God's ways are not our ways. Yes, times have changed. The mist before us can obscure our vision if we let it. But we can listen to the whispers that God calls out to us. And like Mary Byrne and Eleanor Hall, live the resurrection. Now we live in an apostolic age again. But we are not finished. Not if the pages that tell of our journey rest in God alone. Because if God is both our first and our best thought, then the vision we begin with will also be the one that we end with. In it so. This is Getting Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>